0: Okay.
1: Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Come on. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. That's the whole reason we're together doing this right now. Come on, we got to express the, the love and the appreciation, the praise to the Lord Jesus today. We love you. praise you, God. Without the Lord, without the Holy Spirit, we're just hanging around, hanging out. You know, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives so much. And I can remember down through the years, And I felt so strongly that the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. I remember crying out to the Lord when I was first saved. Lord, Jesus, I don't know if I can live this life. I don't know if I can live as a Christian. I don't know if I can live. And the Lord spoke to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. I know. He said, you can't do it. You can't do it. But through me, you can. And I know that, that through the grace of Jesus, I'm not perfect, right? No means I'm perfect, but I know through the grace, and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ that I can live that life. And I'm here today to proclaim that. I am a son of God, and I'm son of the Most High, and I am born again, I'm redeemed. And I'm just so happy to be here doing this I'm with you all this morning. It's so, such an awesome thing to sing together with the with, with saints. Let's sing that chorus as we close out one more time. And let's sing it loud, let's praise it. out that, that they are saved and they've they've been bought by your blood, God. And I just thank you for this time we have to worship, to celebrate your love. I pray for those ones that have lost. I pray for the ones that are hurting. God, may they draw closer to you. And may we draw closer to one another as we draw close to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Greet somebody around you and say good morning this morning.
2: Listen to all the life in the church. It's a good thing. Amen, amen. Everybody had a good week? I don't expect 100% on that, because like I said, life is tough sometimes, but God is always good and God is always with us to get us through those tough weeks. This morning, let's get back into who is the Holy Spirit And it's been a couple weeks since we talked about it. We had a great OC Kids Modified youth Sunday last week. Um, But we're going to talk about who is the Holy Spirit, continue on in that. In the last couple weeks before last week, we've talked about how the Holy Spirit is in us and he's with us as believers. Carlin sung about it and he talked about it this morning. Uh, The Holy Spirit in us brings us freedom, he brings us peace, and he brings us fellowship with God. Okay, we talked about it in the first week. Uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, because God steered a different direction a couple weeks ago, but we learned about, uh, the power and the love and the perspective that the Holy Spirit brings as he's with us. Okay. And we need to understand this morning, each of us individually and as a church that the Holy Spirit will give us the power to do what God has set out for us to do as individuals and as a church body. We are to reach, teach and serve every day. That's our, that's our motto, that's our slogan, that's our statement of faith for, for us as a church, that we are to reach, teach, and serve every day. But we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in us daily to get that accomplished. If we, if we don't renew that and let God fill us up with His Holy Spirit every single day, we will be lax on what He's called us to do as a church and, again, as individuals we'll find ourselves falling away and not doing the things that uh, God's asking us to do throughout our day, and we notice it, okay? So let's start in Acts 2.17 this morning. And as I talk about this this morning, please open up your minds, open up your hearts to what God wants to speak to you, okay? This is the Word of God. So have your, your hearts and minds open. Acts 2.17, it says, on the day of Pentecost, Peter quoted the prophet Joel when he said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And I know I've heard this since I was a kid, but the more and more evil the world gets and the more and more prophecy that's fulfilled, the more and more I believe that the coming back of Jesus, his return is imminent. It's any time. And that we need to be prepared and we need to be about the Father's business. Um, right before this passage of Scripture in Acts 2, 1-4, through 4, I'm not going to have it on the screen, but right before that it talks about on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. That happened. Okay? Now, let's imagine this morning, and I've got this ready, what a mighty windstorm might be like for us in this moment right now. I believe that what happened there can happen here just like that. And some of you are saying, Rick I don't. That's fine. I'm just reading the word and what's happened in the word did not stop there. It is available for us today. So it would not shock me at all if if the Holy Spirit blew through here like a big windstorm and moved in our church. That would not shock me. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised by that. In both the Old and New Testaments, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys how important it is that we pass on everything that God has for our children. Everything. We pass it on to them. A full bucket of God and his power is what we need to pass on to our kids. And the Old and New Testaments are concerned about, about passing spiritual experience on to succeeding generations. And we should not do this half-heartedly. You know, I, I, that's where I kind of direction I went a couple of weeks ago when I read this scripture to you guys in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So how, how can we guard the spiritual deposit that has been entrusted to us? How can we give to our children, our grandchildren, these truths and experiences and encounters with the Lord that, that we're blessed with? How do we do that? We give them a full bucket. We pass it on to them. And we pour that out into them, what God has for them. And this morning we're going to be talking about Um, we're going to talk about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now if you need to get up and leave, (laughs) some people are already probably like, oh no! That's one thing about being non-denominational. We believe the Bible. It's not about a denomination. It's not about this or this church or that church. It's this. So that's why we can say we're non-denominational yet still believe the whole gospel. Okay? Okay? all right <laughs> it's a little thick in the room this morning we you and i we're part and i talked to someone this morning one of our leadership team members we are part of the end time family of god uh, that will be instrumental in seeing the greatest harvest of souls that the world has ever seen i believe that's coming and we're going to be a part of it and a lot of these kids, in my experience, that I've been with them over the five, six years, want everything that God has for them. They don't maybe know about how, how to get it, but they want it. And they want to be taught about it. They want to uh, walk in that. They want to experience that. They want to encounter the Holy Spirit and know that power that is available to them. Okay? Um Now, we all believe in our hearts that Jesus died for our sins, that God raised him from the dead. We confess that with our mouth, and then the Bible says that we're saved. Agreed? Okay? But there's more if you want it. (laughs) You can be content on I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven, and that's that's perfectly fine. It's not fine for me. I want everything that God has for me. And that's just me. I mean, everybody has their own convictions on these things. I want it all. I I want to walk in everything that God has available to me. Okay? So what does it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And again, I'm asking you to keep an open mind, keep an open heart to what God's speaking through his word. Okay? The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a spiritual experience following salvation where a follower of Jesus is immersed or filled with the Holy Spirit. Now... I'm not going to make people raise their hands, but there are several believers in this house right now that have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They're filled with it, okay? And that's not a knock on people that are not. I'm just letting you know it's, it's part of our church, okay? The Holy Spirit comes to live in us at salvation. And when we begin this relationship with Jesus as our Savior, salvation is a prerequisite to the experience of baptism in the Holy Spirit. You have to know Jesus as your Savior, There's not a specific time frame attached to this experience beyond that. But baptism in the Holy Spirit is a personal experience for each of us. Between you and God. Okay? For some people it happens right away. For others it takes a little while. But don't be discouraged. If you've been hungering after being filled with the Holy Spirit, if you've been hungering after that, don't get discouraged if it hasn't happened for you yet. Okay? It does not always occur at a specific time for everyone, and God is a personal God who works in his own time frame with each person. All right. In the New Testament, this was a natural experience for those who desired all that God had for them. That's salvation. Again, God puts his Holy Spirit in each believer. Let's go to Romans 8, 9. Please go along with me as we're reading these. They will be on the screen too. Romans 8, 9 says, If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. And then 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Now, just kind of jumping off on a little side note here. This scripture is speaking to me more and more lately. Because not just spiritually... Does the Holy Spirit reside in me and he's, he's part of me? But physically, I need to come to a better understanding that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit and physically I need to take better care of myself. Now, with what we've been going through and stuff we're dealing with, I have not been taking care of myself very well. In fact, I've had to be put on an additional medicine because of not taking care of myself. So... As a little confession and accountability, I want you guys to help me with this. I don't want this anymore <laughs> if you didn't get a chance. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit, and that means physically, too. I want to be at peak condition to do what God's called me to do. If, if I'm sick and I'm hurting and physically I'm, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing well, that's going to affect how I do ministry. Or I don't do ministry. So, hold me accountable. I'm trying. Uh, I need to try harder. I need to take care of the temple that God's given me. Am I the only one? Okay. Let's do that together. So, that probably means we we need to get rid of Wednesday night desserts. (laughs) First order of business. (laughs) Yeah, salads, fresh vegetables, fruits, and steak. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll jump back in here. I need to do better physically. This experience of the Holy Spirit coming upon you, baptizing you was so critical to the early church that when they knew a Christian who had been saved but not been filled yet, they sent spiritual leaders to them. Acts 8:14 through 17, okay? Keep turning with me. Acts 8, 14 through 17. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Okay, So the baptism in the Holy Spirit experience is evidenced by a sign called speaking in... Tongues. Okay? That's not a here's what here's what goes through some people's mind. Oh you freaking me out, Rick. That is not the Holy Spirit that's not what he comes to do. What what you've experienced probably is tradition or fleshly things that you've seen. That's not him. That's not the Holy Spirit as a person. That is some people abusing and operating in the flesh instead of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So that doesn't make the Holy Spirit bad. That doesn't make the gifts of the Spirit bad. It means man needs to be more disciplined in what they hear and operate in through the Holy Spirit. Okay? Praying in the Spirit, okay? Praying in the Spirit is a privilege. Now... Praying in the spirit, when I don't have the words to say, uh, and again, I was talking with, it was Alan Carr this morning. We were talking, having a conversation. He said, if I'm praying for you and I don't know how to pray for you, I don't know specifically what you need, I'll pray in the spirit. And then God can speak through me to meet your needs in your life. Okay? So we, we can all in this room have our own spiritual language in tongues between us and God. I believe that. I believe we can all receive that. Uh, And then there's also the the speaking in tongues over the whole church body with interpretation. If there's not interpretation and somebody tries to speak a message over the church and there's no interpretation, you should have shut your mouth. (laughs) That's pretty rough to put it that way, but you should be quiet. Okay? Thanks, Kitty. All right. All right. Again, praying in the Spirit, it's a privilege. It's not something I have to do. It's a privilege. When people are baptized in the Holy Spirit, they begin to worship the Lord in a heavenly language. And throughout this series, we've talked about uh, the evidence and the power of the work of the Holy Spirit. Based on what we see in Scripture, there is an initial physical evidence uh, experienced by believers. And that evidence is speaking in tongues. Now, on the day of Pentecost, there were actually several initial physical signs. And we just kind of talked about those in those Scriptures. Flames of fire resting on the heads of those present, present was reported. Now, how many of you would be a little freaked out if you came in on a Sunday morning and saw flames of fire resting on Dalton Kelly's head? (laughs) When reality, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in our midst is a good thing. It happened, okay? They saw it. Also, a sound like a windstorm of fire resting on the heads of those present was reported. Also, there was a sound... um, as, as one translation puts it, of that windstorm from heaven, there was also speaking in tongues or other languages, some earthly known languages, others were unknown and believed to be heavenly languages. And since that day, believers in the New Testament and today continue to have the experience of speaking in tongues at Holy Spirit baptism. It is both initial and physical. And again, I believe with all of my heart, with all that I read, that this is still available for us today to operate in. And it's not, it's not uh, because it's, uh, you say, well, that's Pentecostals or that's charismatic. No, it's, it's Bible. That's what I'm trying to get through to you. The, we, man's messed everything up. We all couldn't get along in the beginning, so that's why there's all these different denominations and things. This is the truth. All of it. Do we follow it exactly like we're supposed to? No, we fail. We, we mess up. But it's all here. It's all for here for us to read, to, to understand, to experience, to encounter, it's available to us. Now, you, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't get in this, you're not going to experience anything. You have to have this as part of your life. It is life. It's active. It's alive. Okay? Uh, again, the, uh, the term initial physical evidence to identify speaking in tongues in relation to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But, you know, what does that mean? Initial means, simply means speaking in tongues is what we see as the first indication of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Physical means it's something that happens in our physical realm, so we can see it, we can hear it, we know it's happening. All right? Uh, Evidence is a term that means that there's an outward sign that something is occurring. So we see the initial physical evidence, and it means that when someone is baptized in the Holy Spirit, we can actually see and hear the outward indication of this experience when they begin speaking in tongues. Why is speaking in tongues the evidence? Well, some studies suggest that what is the most unruly part of our body? How many of you can't control this thing sometimes? I'll let you know if you don't know. Okay? So, some studies... Hint that this is the most unruly member of our body. So when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit and we're, we're speaking in this heavenly language, it means the most unruly member of our body shows evidence of submission to Christ. We know that it's Him working through us because He's making that our tongue submit. All right? And, and again, I believe this is something that we should seek every day as believers. It's my, my take on it. Ephesians 5.18, Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And as you study this more, be filled means repeatedly. That's why I say every single day, we need refilled because some days are really, really tough. Some days we are poured out to the max and we are completely empty. And if we don't fill up on God again the next day, it's going to be a struggle throughout that, that, that day we're in. When people come into our path, Instead of uh, reaching out through the Holy Spirit, we're going to reach out through the flesh if we don't like what they're doing to us that day. So it's a, it's a repeated thing that every day we need to seek the Lord and be filled up again and again and again, again so we can do what he's called us to do. Too often we've reduced the baptism in the Holy Spirit to a one-time event. Yeah, I was filled in 1973. I'm spirit-filled. Sometimes those people act out and do things and you're like, what? You just told me you were spirit filled and you just cussed somebody out. You need to be repeatedly filled. Be filled, be filled, be filled so we can do what God's called us to do. Acts 4.31, are you still with me? Anybody quitting? That's kind of dangerous to throw out there right now. If you're thinking about it, have a conversation with me, please. I'm just preaching the Bible. Acts 4.31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. I pray that happens in this house. I want the walls, the floor, the ceiling to shake with the power of God in this place. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. You know what one of the reasons is that we have a hard time witnessing to people because we're not letting the Holy Spirit fill us and be, let us be bold in that? If we were walking around spirit-filled and, and, and empowered by the Holy Spirit, it wouldn't be anything for us to talk to people about the gospel of Jesus. Amen. We'd have a different courage about us. We'd have a different boldness about us. Again, that's why we daily be seeking this, be filled, so we can walk in that. Acts 1.4, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. This gift is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, And Jesus knew for us to effectively accomplish the Great Commission, to disciple people, to go out there and win people to Jesus. We would need supernatural assistance in that. So he gave us the Holy Spirit. And the disciples had experienced the filling of the Holy Spirit, yet they understood as they ministered and fought the spiritual battles that come with spreading the gospel that they needed this continuous experience with the Holy Spirit to empower them and also to encourage them. Ministry's tough. It is difficult. I am telling you right now, it's difficult. There are so many things that I, I come up against through the week not just in my own life, but as I, as I help you guys through things, as I talk with you, it's, it's hard some days and some weeks. And you throw in the fact that, you know, you lose your son in the middle of it. That's a whole other level of difficult. So I really, now, in the past, in the future, I have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to help me get through this. Because I told you guys, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit and God in my life, I would already quit and you'd be looking for somebody else. That's how much I was, I was crushed and defeated and beaten. We love you guys, and that's what's helped us. The power of God in our lives and the, and the love of this church. And I know how much we need God. God. In those moments. We all do. We understand that ministry is tough. We understand that life is tough. And I need the Holy Spirit to empower me. I need the Holy Spirit to pick me up when I'm dragging. And to keep me going. How can I experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You know, hopefully there's some people in here asking that right now. And not saying, Rick, shut up. Let's go home. Okay? How can I experience more? Going kind to of have this. You know, first thing is you want to create an atmosphere of expectation by praising and expressing love to Jesus audibly. When we praise in here on a Sunday morning, when you praise in your car, let it out. Especially if you're by yourself. Ain't nobody going to hear you? Just let it out audibly. Start praising, start speaking, start loving Him. Okay? Those who were first baptized in the Holy Spirit spent time praising God while waiting for the Spirit to be poured out on them. Luke 24, Luke 24, 52 and 53. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they stayed continually at the temple praising God. Praising God. When the first century believers spoke in tongues, other people heard them. Acts 2, verse 6. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. So just from a practical standpoint, it's easier to speak in tongues if we're praising the Lord out loud. Let it out. Praise the Lord. Okay? Expect to experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Expect it. Luke eleven thirteen. 13. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Now, I'm going to put these pretty basic, pretty simple. Be willing to stop speaking in English or your native language. Be willing to stop doing that. Okay? You cannot speak two languages at the same time. If you can, I want to hear it. We have to leave the known to receive the unknown. Okay? Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit just as you receive any other gift. Just accept it. Okay? Don't beg for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Reach out and take the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And thank Jesus for it. There's a lot of times we, when we pray, we thank God for it before it's even happened, right? Thank him for it, for receiving it before it even happens. And when you hear these expressions or these words or these syllables forming in your mind, speak them. Sometimes we get so messed up in our mind about things that we think, put me in this trance and help me speak in tongues. You don't, don't do that. When you start to feel those things and syllables come, just speak them out. Okay? The pattern of Acts 2:4 is important for us today. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. The same pattern is seen in Acts 19.6. The Holy Spirit will not speak for us or force us to speak. We must speak the words ourselves. Okay? And you'll never uh, never speak if you keep waiting for the Spirit again to put you in some kind of trance and do it all for you. It's going to be your mouth. It's going to be your tongue. It's going to be your voice. But his words. And you may not hear the words in your mind, but when you speak, they will be in your mouth. And speak even if it's only a few syllables. Those words are very likely words of praise to God, so go ahead and speak them out. And then the fluency starts to come as you continue to pray in the Spirit. Your vocabulary will grow in this new language between you and God. And you don't have to be afraid of it. That's one of the things I've run into a lot over the years with people is they're just afraid and and it, and it freaks them out or it weirds them out, but it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when you're speaking a heavy, heavenly language that's edifying yourself in God. And again, I, I believe this is separate from the corporate gathering where that's edifying the whole church. And there must be interpretation. When you're speaking your heavenly language between you and God, it's, it's lifting you up. It's encouraging you. It's edifying you as you pray to him. All right. Remember that we can speak in languages of men or of angels. 1 Corinthians 13.1 Being filled with the Spirit is not based on your ability to understand the language and realize that you control the flow of the Spirit through you. 1 Corinthians 14.32 The Spirit of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. And continue to pray. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, continue to pray in the Spirit every day. Again, we need that. We're built up in our faith when we pray in the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 14, 4, as I close, our praise team would come back up. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Again, showing you that there's a heavenly language between you and God that you can experience that will edify yourself in Him. And I know this morning I'm not, I'm not getting too deep into it, but I want you to know It's available. I'm not going to, as the pastor, I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm just going to tell you there's more available to you that you can operate in. And you can be filled. And you can have this heavenly language between you and God. When you don't know the words to say and the words to speak. And he can fill you up each day to enable you to do what he's called you to do. And it's not just in the speaking in tongues. It gives me courage to lay hands on the sick when I'm in Walmart. It gives me courage and, and boldness to speak life into people uh, that are struggling. You now I told you guys a while back, I prayed for a lady back in the deli at Walmart. That's, that's courage. I'm not saying it to brag. If the Holy Spirit wasn't in me, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have the courage to say, let's pray right here in front of all these people at Walmart for your healing. But that's what he's called us to do. To go out and minister to people. To share the love of Jesus with people. To let them know, this is who I am in Christ. This is the love that he's poured into me. And you can experience this too. Because as you go about your weeks, you guys run into so many people that are hurting. You run into so many people that are struggling. And, you know, as you study the word, as you get these encounters with the Holy Spirit, it changes you it changes you it changes how you love people it changes how you speak it changes how you think and it's a gift from god for you when you surrendered your life to jesus the holy spirit came and lived inside of you and serves as as Christ's ownership of you he's the lord of your life and if you're saved you've experienced part of what the holy spirit does when he convicts us of sin and turns our attention towards jesus but there's more holy spirit activity than just that that's what i'm trying to tell you this morning he's gonna when we're when we're baptized in the holy spirit he's gonna draw us into this daily ever-growing constantly relationship with jesus how many of you got stuck before in your growth your spiritual growth yeah it happens i get that but as we're as we're letting the holy spirit into our lives and and indwelling us and immersing himself in us. It gives us, again, this incredible power to do things that only the Holy Spirit inside of us can do through us. Supernatural things. You know, if we, if, if, if we go laying on hands, I, I believe in healing, I believe in gifts of the Spirit, I believe in prophecy and words of knowledge. I believe in all of that stuff. I believe if we go into Walmart and lay hands on somebody with a broken arm, if there's any way to take that cast off that we can know the power of the Holy Spirit through us and in them can heal them. I believe that. I believe that God wants to do more than what we're seeing right now. In these last days, He wants to pour out His Spirit. We got to be ready to receive it as a church. If you stand this morning, like I told you before there's people in this church that have experienced this I'm not going to sit here and hammer this into your head and, th- and think that's all Rick talks about all the time I'm just I'm teaching on it preaching on it today over these last four or five weeks just to let you know because we need to know it's available and, and Sarah myself have been baptized in the Holy Spirit am, am I where I need to be all the time no I'm not I'm telling you I'm being honest I'm being real I always am we're not. But I'm telling you, you still like me and hang out with me and stuff and don't think I'm weird because I've got the Holy Spirit baptism. Okay? So keep your mind open to those things of God. Keep your heart open to what you want to do in your life. Don't live off of my salvation and my experience or Chris's experience or Bear's. Just we work out our own salvation. We work out what God wants to do in us as we spend time with him. So this morning, I'm going to open up the altars. If you want to come up here and you want to praise the Lord audibly, you want to speak out and you want to ask him, Father, baptize me in the Holy Spirit this morning. Give me this prayer language that I can edify myself in you. I'm going to open up the altars for you to come and do that this morning. It doesn't take somebody talking in your ear telling you what to do and how to do it. It's just you and the Holy Spirit. So we're going to open up the altars. If you're not if you're here this morning, you're not saved. I don't ever want to leave the church and not give an invitation for somebody to come to know Jesus as your Savior. That's why we're here. Okay? That is the mission of the church to seek and save the lost. I'm just letting you know there's more if you want it. Okay? If you need healing, whatever it is, we're going to have the altars open. Me and the deacons will pray with you. Father, right now, I just thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for the opportunity to learn your word, to study your word. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to have more. To have more. That we can be filled up every single day, God. And Lord, we can operate in a strength and a courage and a boldness in you that is supernatural, Father, that we get out of ourselves and operate through your power and your strength. This morning, God, we just open up these altars for a time for people to hunger and thirst after you and Holy Spirit do what only you can do in the lives of these people of this church if there's anybody Father that doesn't know you I pray that their heart is convicted to come maybe they've walked away from you Father our sign our our thing for this year is welcome home Father let them know that they're loved it doesn't matter we don't need to hear what happened in the past we don't need to hear the mistakes we just need to know that you love us and you welcome us home if there's anybody here, God, that's walked away from you and they want to get right with you this morning, I pray they come. And again, Father, as we worship and pray, we just ask that you fill this place with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. at the end of services are some of my favorite as a pastor I know for some it's, it's, it's a lot to stand but I encourage you as you at the end of these services when God's moving on people's hearts and he's, and he's ministering to people's hearts that you continue to pray where you're at um, you never know what the person next to you is dealing with sometimes and as you pray that releases things in the room um, it, it gives courage for people to step out so please, you know, as we have these altar times, if you need to leave, I get that. I understand you can quietly do that. But if you're here and you're watching what God's doing, be in the moment and pray for him to continue to work on people in the sanctuary because we, wanna, we want God's love to touch people's lives and change them and heal and restore and, and everything that he does, we want that happening. And that's one of my favorite things to do is pray with people, to hear from God as I'm praying for people and to speak life into situations because he has life conquered the, uh, the, the grave he defeated death he's alive and well today and we have that power to minister to people in us and he wants to work through us So I love you guys, I appreciate you continue to pray for us um, I'm not all the way back to where I know God has for me Sarah's not back there we're not back there as a family but I'm going to con- see in the midst of hard times I'm going to continue to do what God's called me to do I'm going to continue to to read his word you know and sometimes that's hard and i just preached a series on get out of your feelings but feelings are a part of life and it's hard when your feelings don't match up with where you want them to be when you're struggling and you're going through stuff but i know that i need to keep feeding myself i know that i need to keep praying even when i don't feel like it even when i'm still struggling i know I still need to talk to God. So I encourage you to do that, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with. That's not the time to say, God, I'm pushing you away because I'm in the middle of this. That's the time to press in and say, I need you. I need you. And I promise you, he will will show up in the way that he sees fit to show up in our situations. We don't always know what that looks like. And we don't always understand that. But I'll never doubt his goodness and his love for me. So, again, I'm closing. I'm trying to. Love you guys. Appreciate you. You are not dismissed. You are sent. Have a great week.